And um, from bowling to uh, the man himself, because uh, listeners will obviously know him from his amazing graphic work for Post Wrestling and ESPN, among many, many others. I think we've now got Robert Pearson on the line. Robert, how are you today? Hey, Martin. I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for joining us. I know you've got, haven't you got a wedding to attend uh, later this afternoon? <laughs> Yeah, in a few hours, I'm I'm pulling best man duty, but uh, you know, wow, hey, yeah, of all the Miro gimmicks to rip off, this is the one I chose. <laughs> so I don't know uh, <laughs> how it's gonna pan out, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Is this the first time you've been pulling best man duties then? You know, it actually is, which is funny because it it didn't even occur to me until you just asked that question that yeah, this is actually the first and only time that that I have been a best man in a wedding. Although I've been to plenty. This is the first time. Is there a speech? Yeah. Have you got a speech ready for it? Well, as as I made clear at the breakfast this morning, it is it is a toast. It is is right. more in the vein of a toast. <laughs> um, <laughs> only only yesterday did people start using the speech word, and I and I said, well, if twenty seconds can bid a speech, then I got a killer speech. But um, <laughs> it, it might be better <laughs> in, in toast category. I actually. Um, put together a nice a video compilation of, of some mm. friends that couldn't be there um and in some sort of cameos and things like that and i feel like that went a long way in uh and sort of being a band-aid for my for my for my speech because <laughs> i think they kind of <laughs> covered everything that i that i would have probably said wow so how is it going to a wedding in a pandemic then if uh, what is it in new york obviously you're uh, based in new york is it is it around the same area no, so this one is actually in Virginia, and uh, it, it is interesting. You know, over here we're getting to the point now where, um, you know, it, it sort of feels like the, even, even what was only a couple months ago in terms of lifestyle and, and things, you know, being under such tight restriction, a lot a lot of that is lifted. And it, it is a little uh, surreal all of a sudden, you know, kind of just being in a big room with a bunch of people uh, with no masks, just mm. chatting, having drinks. And uh, it's luckily this this venue is um, it's kind of a, a renovated uh, barn. So it's very open and, you know, there's a lot of free flowing air uh, and whatnot. So it's, it's not too concerning, but it's a, it's a little little weird to, to be in that environment. Um, but fun, you know, I'm, I'm happy yeah. to be around people again and, and being able to see people kind of laugh and respond and you know, <laughs> uh, be, be what did you do for the party? well unfortunately because i did have to travel and it ended up being more of sort of a bachelor breakfast this morning uh which isn't <laughs> isn't nearly, yeah, sort of gets a little weird the, the the dancers more or less just do like an egg scramble it's uh you know uh, <laughs> it's it's, so you're telling me you're telling me you're pissed up right now is that was it the uh, bachelor <laughs> party this morning well I, you know it's funny I, I was trying to gauge what other people were gonna how many if they were gonna have some drinks and stuff but they were a little you know they took it a little easy i thought hey this is as good a time to get hammered as any right fellas you know we got some we've got a, a charity podcast coming up a wedding i mean if, if those aren't aren't good reasons to have a few drinks i don't know what it is Oh, no, yeah, let's take definitely. some tips martin we've got a, a big wedding next week haven't we that me and you're going to first time we'll be yeah. uh, in company of uh, a lot of people as well at the same time with all the restrictions lifting on monday over in this country as well um i've got even no idea what to expect to be honest mm. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be interesting that's for sure but um, obviously rob had the pleasure of your company in, in japan brilliant hanging out with you and obviously people will know you uh, mainly for your graphics work and your work in film and you know, obviously yeah. a very busy guy, lots of stuff. What, 
You revealed to me on this um, trip in Japan that you had this whole other life um, as a as a trainee <laughs> wrestler at the Team 3D Wrestling Academy, and went wasn't there some NXT stuff thrown in there as well for good measure? Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of a heck of a ride. It it, it happened. I it all really started in, in 2013. Actually, um, I was a, a personal assistant to a filmmaker in New York, and um, you know, I'd love to say that uh, I, I was a great personal assistant, but my uh, <laughs> my services were no longer required uh, at one point. And, and so I had to find some new work. And we were actually doing some consultation stuff for the WWE at the time. And um, naturally, you know, I, I kind of connected with them on the side and it set up an interview. Uh, for, I think it was, at the time, this was an assistant writing job. And the thing is with WWE, you, you set up an interview, but the interview is like four weeks out. You know, it's it's never like, oh, come in this week and we'll check. Mm-hmm. So in that time, I got another job. You know, I got offered a show to go work on um, for two or three months. And I was like, well, I can't turn this down just for just for, an, you know, an interview. So I, I replaced myself with a good buddy of mine. His, his name's Joe Belcaster. He was down in, in Florida at the time. He worked for the Tribune, the, the paper down there. And he was sort of a nightlife journalist. He covered film, which is how we met. And um, yeah, he, he flew up uh, i ended up driving him to stanford because i had the day off and yeah he did the interview and, and he, it was great because he was in a position where he didn't necessarily need the job right so he he just kind of flat out told him like hey i'm, I'm not really interested in this assistant writing gig uh, i'd like a full-time you know road writing job and they basically like well can you come back this in you know this afternoon interview with stephanie and sure and so he, so he did and, and they gave him the job and um and he went on and he, and he was on the road for a few years. Uh, and then he went down to NXT and, and he, uh, was really instrumental for probably the last five or six years. He left last December, I believe, um, just to pursue a personal project. But obviously as soon as he was down in NXT, I was kind of always chirping his ear and, and asking, you know, <laughs> what's going on and how do you do this? And, and I said, you know, why don't you guys have any, any managers anymore? And this, this was probably again, 20 into 2014, early 2015. And he was like, well, you know, I don't know, but they're not into it. They won't do it. And I said, well, I'd really love to try to like, get some stuff on tape and send it to them. And I did. And and he showed it and they basically came back and they were like, look, we really like, you know, what you're doing, but we're not doing managers right now. So if, if, you know, if you want to come in, you're going to have to do a tryout as, as, as one of the boys and and wrestle. And, you know, that's what you're going to have to do. Now I'm, I'm, this is, I'm probably 29 at this time. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have been a little more keen on learning to wrestle, but I got excited about it and, um, made the decision that, yeah, I was, I was going to take it really seriously. And, um, you know, that I, and an apology, I got a little ahead of myself. They had offered me the WWE a tryout in, um, September and which at the, at the time was only a few months away. And so, We'd sort of agreed, my buddy Joe and I and a couple other people, you know, in NXT that that it was probably better for me to take it probably about a year and just train before I did a tryout. They were afraid that I would come in and just kind of, you know, crap the bed and uh, and that I would never get a second look. So I I started um, in New York and trained for about six months, just strength and conditioning, a lot of yoga, flexibility stuff uh, before I relocated down to Florida and yeah, started going to the Team 3D Academy, where I was for about two and a half months, training three, four days a week, uh, which was 
fun because I was staying with my mother who lived about two and a half hours away from Team 3D. (laughs) So I'd get up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a proper day. I'd get up at about 530 to, to get her to work and come back, eat, hit the road, eat while I was on the road, get to Orlando, do about four hours of training, get back in the car, eat. (laughs) Um, and drive two and a half hours back to the gym, put in about 90 minutes of weightlifting at the gym, get out of the gym, eat, go home and, uh, try to get like a swim or a run in, stretch out, go to bed and, and do it all over again. Um, and probably eat a few more times in there. Uh, (laughs) and, and it was, you know, it was a really interesting experience. Um, I don't think I realized at the time how, maybe difficult it was for me mentally and emotionally, you know, it all, it all happened pretty quick in terms of getting the offer. And, you know, I was about six, seven years into my career at that point. So to kind of drop everything and, you know, go back home and, and then put in the commute and get beat up. And, and I was really starting to, to get worn down, you know, maybe mentally even more so than physically. And, um, I had a quick kind of thing happen, at home that, that pulled me out for about a week, um, and kind of put me in a situation where I, I felt like I needed to, to make a little bit of money. And I got a, a job offer to produce a really short, like tabletop shoot in New York. Um, and so I took it and I, and I went back and it's, you know, I landed in New York and I text the producer, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm, you know, really excited about the shoot. He goes, Oh, forgot to tell you. <laughs> Shoot's been postponed. I said, oh, okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and then originally I go, okay, well, you know, we're thinking it's going to be a week or two. And fast forward two and a half months, uh, the the shoot had never happened. The, the client ended up backing out. The whole thing was canceled. And in that time, while training in the gym in New York, I had hurt my wrist. Um, I got the flu. My uh, longtime girlfriend of seven years broke up with me. <laughs> so it was uh, who I was living with at the time and her twin sister to make things even more interesting. And oh, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a re- it was a it was a hell of a roller coaster. And, you know, I wish that there was a more kind of exciting ending to, to the wrestling chapter other than just sort of getting pulled out really quickly and um you know, and then kind of having things fall apart. And all of a sudden I was in this situation where I just, I really had to, you know, figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life, you know, for real this time, not necessarily just get to, to pick up and and run off and and try something fun. But, you know, I, I feel like during that time I made some really great friends and connections and, you know, I'm, I'm not just saying this in hindsight, I genuinely at the time, I remember thinking like someday I want to have kids and I want to be able to tell my kids, you can chase your dream. And I don't, I don't want that to be bullshit. I don't want to just be a dad saying that because that's what you're supposed to tell your kids. I want to be able to say, like, if you're going to do it, maybe don't do it when you're 30 and, <laughs> and, and you have to move to Florida and commute for two and a half hours. But there's Good a way advice. to do it. In there. Yeah, and there's a, but there's always a way to do things and there's a smart way to do it. And there's always a, a good reason not to do something. And I think yeah. that having gone through that whole experience, especially, I mean, I got you know, the best shape of my life as well at the time, which was, you know, added a lot of confidence. And I think I learned a lot of things about nutrition and health in that period. So, um, it was tough. And there's, there's definitely a part of me that, that in the back of my mind still wants to, to get a match in there. The storyteller in me, you know, just wants to 
to be able to say that, that, that he had one of those, but I feel like maybe my, my contributions to the wrestling world might, uh, <laughs> might come in other forms, unfortunately, as I'm now uh, pushing 35. So I don't know if the... <laughs> hey, I've got, a, I've got a great idea. So obviously oh, okay. Rob, Rob does a lot of graphics for post-wrestling. Benno, also a former wrestler, is uh, <laughs> part of post-wrestling. If there's ever a big worldwide post-wrestling event, you two having a match in the bar afterwards. How does that sound? I wanted okay. to team up. I mean, <laughs> we could take on Brayden and Davey. We could take on John and Way. Like, the possibilities are endless there. Come on. I was going to say, this is, yeah, I mean, Martin, you should be the manager here forming a team. You know. I, the, the division, I mean, I appreciate the promoter in you, maybe trying to get a hot soundbite here, but I feel like <laughs> Benno and I are, are way better. I agree. I mean, these 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 DWE fools, I mean, even John and Way, I feel like we could maybe, you know, I'm always, always down to, to give it a run. Oh, yeah, well, Way's well, got the jujitsu though, you know. You got to watch out yeah. for that guy. Oh, that's an I'll tag you in. You got to watch out for that. I'll, I'll worry <laughs> about John. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Seems unfair, but okay. <laughs> Seems all that Neil Flanagan's just put in the comments that uh, Rob could have been the new HBK minus the bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that would I don't know if that would have worked so well for uh, Sean if he didn't have the bad attitude. I feel like that is maybe the biggest gimmick of, of his from the '90s. But I'll give it a shot. I don't know. Um, would that be the the heart warm kid then? If you're not the heart warming kid instead of the heartbroken, <laughs> you'd be the born again Sean, not the popping pills bad attitude. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, Benno, we were. Um, I'd only just met Rob and we were walking to a ramen place and he hit me with all this information. All I could come back with was, oh, wow, I'm from Sheffield in England. Well, there you go. I mean, again, that's another silver lining. If you're ever going to, you know, shoot big when you fail, you at least get great stories, like great icebreaker stories. You know, you might not have got a, a wrestling career out of it, but yeah, it's a great, it's a great way to to get to know people quickly. <laughs> oh, who, was, who was actually taking the trainer team 3D? What was it, like Devon and Bubba, or was it other people? Yeah, so there is, um, it's kind of a team, you know, and, and actually from what I understand now, the schools have split. There, there's one um, that Bubba oversees, I believe it's in Connecticut, if I'm mm. not mistaken, um, and then the other is still down in Orlando. But at the time, it was just the one facility, and um, there's a gentleman named Mark, who's kind of the head coach, Mark Carr. He, he was... Uh, pretty heavily involved with the American Gladiators when that first kind of concept came about. Oh, okay. He was sort of instrumental in training a lot of those guys, and he's a, he's a hell of a character. I mean, he's uh, he's definitely when you're there, you you feel like you're you're in in his class for sure, you know, um, or in his school, I should say. And uh, he, but he, you know, a little bit older, so he he would kind of oversee the strength and conditioning stuff. Team 3D in particular, they really pride themselves on like just blowing you up uh they would always say like we're gonna blow you up two or three times before you even get in the ring to train and and boy did they ever i mean you would start as big class doing probably 10 20 minutes of core training and then you would break off into circuits smaller circuits um where you'd be paired with one other person maybe two other people and you know you'd just be doing various sort of hit interval exercises um, but it was meant to sort of recreate a match, you know, so you might be doing some sprinting drills and then you might be doing some drop downs. There were various size punching bags that you would lift up and slam and move around. Um, in addition to, again, just working with each other and what made it really sort of fun and beautiful in terms of the art of wrestling is it isn't just about 
a group workout class. It's about everything being timed perfectly. And if I'm doing squats opposite of someone next to me, if one of us is not identical in uh, our form and how we're matching each other, we're going to start over. And uh, it, it's grueling, you know, and it's it's difficult, but that's really what they, like I said, they pride themselves on. And then and then you get in the ring and they had a gentleman named uh, Cruz. He's now, he's on AEW. Um, he teams with Luther. Serpentico is what he wrestles as now. He, um, he was the head in-ring kind of trainer at the time. And then there was a gentleman named uh, Jay Rios, who was his tag team partner then and now wrestles for the crash and he's he's one of my dear friends i mean we we really hit it off at the time and have stayed in touch um and he's just super super talented guy i mean if anybody's not familiar with with jay rios check him out on instagram and 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 look him up because just super exciting in-ring work and uh really fun guy um but those were those were kind of the main bodies you had mark yeah. you had uh, and then bubba would usually come in i remember my first day he came in and grave gave a really great speech, you know, kind of breaking it down for everybody that you, you know, you can try to be body guys, you can try to be whatever, but, um, you know, you need to know the business and you need to be storytellers and you need to be putting just as much time and thought and creativity into your promo work and your character work as, you know, as you put into the gym. And so he was great for that. And, and, and Devon at the time had just started a gig, uh, with SmackDown. So he was traveling a lot and, and he would typically oh, be in, a bit more, but at that time he, he was on the road and had just left. So um, I suspect now that the gyms have split that, that um, they might be a little bit more involved with, with each, but that was kind of the breakdown at the time. Yeah. Cool. But it was a really great group. I mean, my sort of head student who, who took me under her wing um, and gave me the very loving nickname asshole because I, <laughs> because uh, I took I took to bumping so well so quickly that I earned I earned the name asshole. Um, but she, uh, yeah, she's uh, Jessica Carr, who who's a referee for the WWE right now, a female referee, and has just been killing it for the last couple years. So it's been really fun to see her uh, kind of evolve. And two or three other of the of the people that I was training with have, have been popping up lately on. AEW, you know, dark and evolution, which again is a little bit of a bummer because I can't help but think, well, if I stuck around, I might be, you know, mm. might be in the pinnacle by now or something. But who knows? <laughs> you just remember the pinnacle, <laughs> asshole Rob Pierce, and it could be. I mean, they gave me the gimmick, right? You know, <laughs> it fits. <laughs> Nick Khan, if you're out there, come on, hook, hook him up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we mentioned at the start, obviously, you know, obviously we've got a fascinating story with all that and NXT and. Team 3D, but obviously people mainly know you for your uh, sort of like graphics and media work, sort of like behind the scenes now. But um, obviously you've been doing some brilliant work all over the shop, you know, post-wrestling and mixed martial arts. And obviously up until recently you're working um, a lot with Ariel Hawani and Daniel Cormier. How did, how did all that come about? Yeah, well, you know, for me the artwork is, is sort of always been a side hustle, you know, as an adult, as a kid. Um, I was an only child and, and, you know, we didn't, we were fine, but we, we didn't have a ton, you know, so drawing for me was always, it was just something I took to, you know, I remember one year for Christmas, my dad got me a pack of computer paper <laughs> and I was so over the moon about it because, and I drew on the, you know, the front and back of every one of those pieces of paper. Um, 
And so by the time I got into the business, the, you know, film and television business, I kind of learned that I could use these skills to, to sort of network and connect. And um, this is back when I was a uh, personal assistant and we did work with Yahoo and, and Ariel was uh, was at Yahoo at the time. And I very selfishly was just like, oh, I'm going to see if I can get a hold of Ariel Hawani. <laughs> like, I'm just going to see if I can get his email. And uh, sure enough, our contact you know, foolishly, I had no idea that this, uh, you know, this personal assistant was just like trying to, <laughs> was just trying to get some guy's email so he could, he could hit him up. Um, but she, she gave me Ariel's contact and I reached out, but I made a like, kind of like a poster for the show. Again, I felt like kind of a weirdo just being like, hey, dude, I really like you. Um, which in hindsight wouldn't have been weird at all. Like that happens to people who have fans all the time. Um, but he really, he really liked the poster and he, and I was shocked. He invited me to come by the studio. And so I, I, I got one printed and I came by and I gave it to him and um, I met him and the crew and he, and he was just super friendly. And um, we ended up just kind of staying in touch periodically. And I would continue to do, you know, pieces of work for the MMA hour and just various things over the years, but nothing really consistent. And mm. then over the pandemic, when everything shut down, I mean, I was just sitting at home bored. Um, I own my own production service company so i produced a lot of commercials and just again everything was shut down and dc and ariel started a new show and i just i'm a huge daniel cormier mark and he's my favorite fighter mm. um and and i saw that they had a graphic and it was very clearly put together fast <laughs> and so i thought well i'll just <laughs> i'll just hit up ariel and give him something and and maybe they'll like it and use it and you know i was beginning i need to do so i sent over the uh, the graphic and and they really liked it and everybody kept commenting about how much DC looked like the rock. And so Ariel and I just continued to play dumb and I thought it'd be funny to, to make some more. And so I made like three or four other ones where, you know, DC just looked progressively more like the rock where, you know, <laughs> uh, he, he was, I think the first time he had like a bald head and it was, you know, a little buffer. And then the next one he had like a fanny pack gold chain and, you know, the, the meme look. And then, and the next one, I just put him next to Kevin Hart. I thought, like, well, you're not going to look any more like the rock, you know, if you're standing <laughs> next to Kevin Hart. And, um, that one ESPN pushed back on because they were like, we don't want people to think DC and Kevin Hart have a show. And I was like, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. I could confuse some people. Um, but once I did that and I had made a handful of them, I just kind of got in the rhythm. And and I started, you know, making more for fun. And um, it was just doing it just, just again, because I was bored and everybody was getting a kick out of it. And after about three or four months uh, of what I didn't realize was, you know, kind of backstage fighting for me ariel had worked it out where they they called me and made me an offer and you know i i joined the team officially and uh yeah then then you know continued to do what i was basically doing at that point but just communicated directly with the producer and and was obviously now getting compensated for it uh, and man yeah it was it was just such a blast i mean it was one of the most fun experiences i've ever had just being able to get that weekly feedback and kind of seeing you know watching people sort of pop in the comments over the, you know, over the different designs and, and figure out what people respond to and don't respond to. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, as, as some people may know, the show came to an end uh, just about a month ago now. Uh, but as of last week, uh, I am I am now going to be working with Vox Media and we'll be working wow. on the on the new MMA hour. That's right. Uh, doing same thing, weekly graphics with kind of a new 
twist uh, and, and some added sort of design elements uh, to what I was doing before. And we'll actually be putting out starting the first week of August, uh, just some promo, some some promo designs for, for the, the return of the show. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm again, just really excited and and the MMA hour, I mean, this this was the show that I, you know, I came oh, yeah. up listening to. I mean, that was the one that was the one I went and visited the, you know, the set. And, and so, yeah, it's it's really, really, really kind of cool to come full 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 circle, so to speak, with the design stuff and, and be working with that team and be over at MMA fighting. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting. No, that's brilliant. Congratulations, mate. It's good. It's good when good Thank things you, happen man. to good people. That's uh, that's a, a great story to hear. So, um, you said you direct commercials and stuff. Um, so would you say sort of like more of the graphics work is more what you do, sort of like in your spare time and like doing the commercials and corporate videos and the like is like your bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, for me, uh, working in the film business, I always knew. You know, I went to well, I went to film school and I studied writing and directing. I knew I wanted to be a writer and director. Um, but I also knew every set I step on, you know, you kind of don't want to be the guy who's like, Hey, I want to be a director. Cause it just, even if, <laughs> even if it's genuine and you do, it's just a lot of people, especially a lot of novice, they, that's what they want to do. Cause they think, Oh, everything's the director. They want to do that. Um, so I just, again, I kind of ended up producing more and didn't, didn't unfortunately get a shot early on to kind of prove myself as a creative. And so I think that a lot of my work now design work and everything although it's influenced very heavily by especially a lot of the marketing and kind of client things i've learned from the filmmaking side um it's really great because it is kind of my creative outlet and i'm starting to show people like hey you know if you give me a couple bucks to make a creative decision you know i can do more than make a schedule and handle a budget and hire a crew and um and it's starting to happen i i got my first directing gig Last year, um, it sort of towards the end of the year, working with T-Mobile and eSports and got another one um, about a month ago. And then actually have I'll be flying out to California on the, the 27th for a really cool uh, one day shoot. So it's I'm starting to transition more into the directing, which is allowing me mm. to be more creative. And um, I'm, I'm sort of working on in the wings a short film, which I think will go a long way. And again, kind of showing everybody and this part of the world, you know, in the, in the filmmaking world, that again, I, I, I do have the ability to, to, to tell stories and, and, you know, not to sound cheesy perhaps, but I, I really do just see it all as that, you know, to me, whether I'm drawing a picture, whether I'm cooking a meal, whether I'm making a commercial, um, it's all storytelling. You know, you're, you're fixated yeah. on who's gonna, who's gonna hear that sound bite, who's gonna see that spot, who's gonna eat that <laughs> chicken wing. And, you know, you're thinking about them and you're thinking about their experience and how you're going to tailor that. And um, again, it's all the longer I do it, the more it all just seems the same to me. And and I think that's really helping me kind of, again, find a voice, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So hopefully within the next couple of years, it'll all kind of merge together <laughs> and the, the production <laughs> stuff will be just as creative uh, and, and kind of fulfilling as the, the side hustle stuff. That is brilliant, mate. I know we, you obviously um, you got to get back to your wedding, but absolutely brilliant. Glad it's going so well for you, onwards and upwards. Um, is there anything you want to plug before you uh, get back to uh, having a good time at uh, your friend's wedding? 
<laughs> well, thank you guys. First of all, I just want to say this is really cool that, that you asked me. I was really, really, you know, kind of honored and, and have been happy to do it. So, so thank you. And um, yeah, August 16th, man, the MMA hour, it's coming back. Ariel's super excited. I'm super excited. Um, so I think that's probably the most pertinent thing coming up. Everybody mark your calendar uh, yep. now twice a week. It'll be Mondays and Wednesdays. So um, double the MMA hour back in your life. Amazing. Excellent. And we'll get that awesome. fight between you and Benno organized at some point. <laughs> oh, we're a team. It's, it's the asshole and the arsehole. That's it. The Brandon writes itself. We're going to take over the world, bro. That's right. I'm in. I'm in. I'll do, I got the merge. You got the way. How about that? There we go. <laughs> oh, Cheers, Rob. Thank you, you so much. Yeah. Brilliant awesome. talking thank to you, you guys. as always. See you later. All right. Enjoy the rest of the, uh, the show, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy the wedding. That was brilliant. That... Oh, what a man. <laughs> I know. The so you met in Japan, then. did you? Yeah, he was, um, there was like a whole crew of us. Um, it was uh, obviously WH Park leading the way, and then me, John, Way, Rob, and um, his ex that he was talking about, but they were exes at the time. Um, Caitlin was there as well. Um, and he, yeah, and yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's, that's Definitely got to get out there, uh, Benno. Hey, that's the one. Like, I saw all you guys having the time of your life. You know, Dave Meltzer on the table next to you and stuff. And it was like, yep, this was the time to make this trip. Um, oh, well, mm. maybe there'll be another chance at some point in future. There's got to be. There's surely got to be. That wasn't like this sort of like pinnacle of, um, you know, this current boom period in New Japan. There's surely going to be another one. <laughs> Of course, definitely. based on current trends and how the shows have been this year, 100% there'll be another boom. Speaking of boom, how we Let's have a look. Oh, we're at 987. Oh, oh no, we've, no, we're over the target. Hey, there we go. Rob Pearson. Amazing. Here. The fundraising drawer is Dickie's in the chat. Yep. Him and him and the uh, two Sarahs have uh, got us over the thing. Thank you so much, everyone. Obviously, please continue to donate. All the money is obviously going to uh, the Children's Heart Surgery Fund. But wow, I'm absolutely made up with that. I wish I had... Um, if this was a video thing, I'd be letting off uh, sparklers and party <laughs> poppers and everything now. That is fantastic. That is amazing. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but half an hour before the halfway point as well. That's, uh, that's good timing. I'm happy with that. Yep. I think uh, Mr. Waiting has just joined us on the call. Way, way, are you there? I'm here, guys. Can you hear me? We can hey, hear you perfectly. Oh, awesome, awesome, sweet. Um, congratulations. I just uh, joined in as you guys were uh, talking about the update. 105%. That's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, amazing. I'm, I'm so, so happy. Because you kind of set these targets, and you're like, well, people will be generous, and, you know, if I get a few hundred people at least donating you know, £5 or £10 each, but that has absolutely blown me away. Thank you so much, everybody. Like, but we're not even halfway might... there yet, Benno. There you go. I was going to say, what you might have missed, way though, is we did promise people, if we hit the target, that me and Rob Pearson would have a tag team match against you and John. I don't know how you feel about that, mm. but it's been promised now, and it's for charity, so it's got to happen. <laughs> Man, you know, I know, I know I've seen Robert create those at ESPN Belt. I would love a set of those, so uh, you're on do it let's do it it's that although you've you've actually wrestled so i don't and, and robert has actually had training so far That's more it. than john and i already we're the <laughs> underdogs for sure <laughs> you see way I, I i was trying to pitch them against each other but they wanted to team up to face you and john you know so i, I think i had the money match with them two former wrestlers against each other at some big worldwide post event but they wanted to team up and fight somebody <laughs> 
Mm. All right. Well, yeah. uh, we'll see about it. At some point, we will meet in person. Maybe we'll get it going. Indeed. Oh, let's do it. Indeed. So, how are you today, Way? We, we're currently having a. Uh, we're just waiting for momentarily for James to come on the call, and then. Um, but how is it? Are you having a heat wave over there in Canada? We're uh, at twenty-nine Celsius currently here in the UK. I don't know so much about a heat wave. I would say more of a rain wave. I mean, it's been wet. Uh, we're, we're getting. We've been getting your weather. It sounds like <laughs> this entire week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah which has actually been helpful for me because, like, um, man, like, we've been decorating our place with a lot of um, new, like, grass and flowers and everything because we're going to invite people over for a, uh, a like, family over for um, just kind of a bit of a wedding get-together. And so watering has just taken up, like, a good portion of my life now. And anytime it rains now, I'm actually happy because it means I don't have to water that day. Yeah, grown up. That's yeah. <laughs> I know that is proper grown up stuff. I was talking to Benno about my new kitchen the other week, and I was like, "Oh God, when did I become an adult?" So what was that? Are. I was just saying that obviously we're talking about grown up stuff now. That's when you know you're old. When you're talking about watering your garden and your kitchen and things like that, that's when you know you're an adult. Dude, I'm like, I have a whole pattern now, like routine with my dishwashing that I'm actually really psyched about. Nice. So if you want to, you know, go 12 hours talking about dishwashing, I'm I'm down. Are we talking manual? Are we talking there's a dishwasher? Like Manual. I do not have a dishwasher. Wow. Okay. So. I, I, I've always had a dishwasher since I moved into this, this new place I've been in the last six months. I, I haven't got one. It's been an adjustment. But I kind of enjoy it. It's a bit of me time, you know. You kind of just chill out, and you know, you've got nothing else to nothing to uh, to occupy you. You can kind of uh, drift off in your in your brain while you're doing. I find it therapeutic. Uh, I totally agree. Put some BWE on. Like maybe somebody no. listen, listen is listening to this podcast, uh, this twelve hour stream right now, <laughs> doing the dishes. There we go. I think uh, I think James is now on the line. James, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, nice to meet you guys here. No, nice to meet Hi, you. Thank James, you. Uh, Great to meet you, James. Yeah, yeah. This is James. I'm the brother of White Ting. Yeah, indeed, the Ting brothers. Yeah, the <laughs> Ting brothers on on a podcast the for the first time. Yeah, the <laughs> Ting Bros. Yeah. We need a better name, I would say, than the Ting Bros. <laughs> no, Ting that's, that's Bros. The name. Actually, we we got we got one more brother. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we get him next time. Yeah, or oh, like he the Dudleys. Manager. We're a whole clan. There you go. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, just uh, just an introduction to James. This is uh, Martin, and this is Benno, and this is James. This, he's my brother. I'm in Toronto, of course, but James currently lives in Tokyo. And I don't know if you remember this, Martin, but you've actually had dinner with James. Um, that first one of the first nights, I guess we we were all in Tokyo for Russell Kingdom. We all went out for this kind of big group dinner in this tonkatsu place, and James was actually sitting there. Although I don't think you two ever interacted. No, and then I also think we went to some bars down some dodgy alleyway or whatever, and I think James was there where I just arrived, but obviously he had to go as well. So we have, like, cross paths, seen each other in the flesh, oh. so to speak. Oh, so you, like, uh, when John Polak was in the small bar, which is my friend's bar, you were there as well? Uh, no, I just arrived just as you guys were leaving, and then WH Park took us to a British-themed bar oh, and oh. i think you had to go at that point yeah okay oh i see i see how did you like japan oh it was fantastic the food was absolutely incredible 
Yeah, yeah, great, great. We now,、yeah. you know, these few weeks、uh, in Tokyo, we're getting ready for the Tokyo Olympic, two thousand twenty. So,、um, yeah, the 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 whole city has got a kind of you know special atmosphere. Still, you know, people are fighting for the coronavirus,、mm. uh, but at the same time, you know. Kind of the government has to be forced to, you know, have this Olympic game in this critical situation. So it's kind of special. Yeah, definitely. Are they allowing crowds in at the Olympics then? Actually,、uh, no. No audience is allowed in the whole、right. Olympic games. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. No. Would that be something you were interested in going to? Um. You mean、If、like you were、uh, allowed? Oh yeah, yeah, that, that definitely, because there's such a big time.、Mm. But、uh, but most of the bar restaurant they now are being forced to close, you know, early, like、uh, after eight o'clock or, or something. That every everywhere is closed.、Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's affecting a lot of businesses and stuff, isn't it? Are you currently are you、It's... having like another wave in in Tokyo then? Actually, yes.、Uh, unfortunately,、um, the before like seems the the infection rate is kind of going down. Like、uh, in Tokyo,、mm. maybe like two weeks ago, they have only a few hundred people get infected. But for the past for the past few days,、uh, the infection rate kind of raised to over one、yeah. thousand something or fourteen hundred something like that. Yeah, right. It's come. It's、um, kind of coming back. Yeah. Right, because、um, obviously at the start of the show I talked about my experience.、Um, obviously, the reason I chose this charity was because、um, obviously my brother、um, and my, you know, his family, my nephew had、um, heart complications and had to have open heart surgery、um, when he was only four、mm. years old. And、um, Wei said he wanted to bring you on because、um, your family's、um, had a similar story. Oh yeah, yeah. Why tell me about your brother's story as well? Yeah, um, yeah, um, my story is like、um, actually 19 years ago. Uh, basically, I've become a father since uh, uh, 19 years ago. So my son basically is going to be an a, a big adult soon. Um, and he was born. My son was born with um. With a disease called tetralogy of Fallot,、mm. so、um, this 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 disease is like a like an inborn heart disease, which has got four four symptoms. One is that the, he has got a hole in between the heart chamber, and then the other thing is like、uh, he the the aorta. I think it's called the aorta.、Uh, is、yeah. getting a a bit.、Uh, Narrower, okay, and then because of the、uh, there's a hole in between the two chamber, so one side of the heart's muscle is getting much more bigger than the other side.、Mm. And then、uh, the fourth thing I couldn't remember that, but actually you know that that actually、uh, like a fourth symptom happening to this kind of children, so there's called a tetralogy. And then Fallot is, I think, is the guy, is the is the doctor or something who discovered this symptom、uh, some times ago. So,、um, yeah. Now, when now I can still you know describe this、uh, disease because、uh, 
it kind of took me uh, some time to learn about this kind of information when I first got this uh, notification from a doctor mm. when my wife still got pregnant and then uh, we went to you know see the doctor and then the doctor kind of you know go through all the uh, ultrasound x-ray everything and then we kind of you know, take, take a look what's happening to the to the embryo uh, that she, she was um, carrying at that moment then and the doctor discovered that oh the, the child inside uh, has supposed should be he has should be have some kind of like a heart problem something like that so um yeah it it kind of you know uh it wasn't easy for me by that time uh to learn all this information and then um luckily uh during that time uh we went to japan and then we someone has introduced us to a heart surgery hospital for the children. And then my wife, since my wife is Japanese, so that we can get our son to get into that hospital when he was just nine months old. Mm. So when he was just nine months old, we have that open heart surgery for him. And which was successful. The doctor Good. spent only 45 minutes to do that surgery and then uh, the the doctor also insists not using some other people's blood during the whole operation it's, a, it's like a bypass operation so that means that yeah. uh they they have to use a life support machine like 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 a like a uh, artificial heart pumping yeah. machine to to support the whole um surgery right so um, during the operation, they didn't use any other people's blood, um, and oh, wow. then you know, and and the, and the operation was super successful, and uh, thank God that uh, my son nowadays is is like a, acting like a normal person uh, without any any strange things happen. So, so you know, when when Martin like you you told me to join in the charity stream, I'm like, okay, awesome. I like, you know, I, I was happy to do it even without knowing what the cause was. But once I, I started reading about it, I I realized, you know, you and I have this exact same similar scenario in common with mm. our nephews having gone through it. Um, and so, you know, I I want to get some information about you know James's experience, and I I just figured, you know, he he'd be able to explain it way more excellently than than I I could. Um, so, I. You know, he's told me the story before, but, um, you know, still I have an incredibly difficult time being able to kind of comprehend yeah. what emotions he he would have he and his wife would have been going through at the time. And, and so, you know, a charity like this, I, I think, is just uh, so incredibly important. No, exactly. And, and thank you so much, James, for coming on and sharing that story with us. Obviously, you know, a lot of parallels with, um, you know, my brother as well. And, you know, just really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that story because yeah it, it happens to a lot more people than you actually think and obviously that's why charities you know obviously this one is just based in the uk but i imagine they have similar ones in you know japan and america and canada because it's it's more common than a lot of people think and um i'm just really glad it was successful james and you know and, and now he's sort of fighting fit and you know no 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 after effects at all because i think that's the same with uh with my nephew as well 
Yeah, yeah. I think um, well, it's my pleasure sharing my experience. Well, of course, I'm just being like a I'm just being a parent for、mm. for a sick child by that time.、Uh, but I totally understand that you know, like when I when we me and my wife got the notification from the doctor, we still haven't seen the baby yet. You know,、right. like,、uh, but we we already you know, worry about okay, what's going to happen to him in the future? So we kind of you know do a lot of research, and then I have no experience about that, and I know no one、uh, has that kind of ex- experience. So I have to you know uh, uh, look for a lot of information from the internet,、mm-hmm. and then、uh, uh, well, it wasn't easy as a parent to know that they have a.、Uh, Newcoming family member, which you know will have this kind of problem, so that、um, well, hopefully you know if I can share some of my experience that can maybe help your brother or some other people who is in the same situation, then、um, yeah, that that that's what I want to say. Yeah. No, thank you, and yeah, I'm just so glad that everything was successful because,、uh, like Wei mentioned just then, obviously. You know we can empathise and be there with people, but until you put in that situation, you can't fully experience it for yourself, can you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And and uh, you know, it's, it's like you going ahead and and maybe doing something as as proactive as, as this to, um, you know, help support um the cause, I I think is just uh, incredibly admirable. Um. Another reason I want to bring James on is is because he's actually been, you know, starting something similar. Um. For、oh, for a charitable cause. Um. So James, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that at all. Oh yeah, I'm I'm actually still in the very stage uh for a charity thing. Um. Recently, uh, I'm working with some of the uh some people from local Japan, and then we kind of uh we want to do a charity for for children. So several different type of children. One is the、uh, from the single family,、uh, because you no, know, many family they got affected from the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus.、Uh, so a lot of children has become, you know,、uh, from from a, from a single parent family, and the second for for the for the、um, children who has got the inborn disease. And the set,、uh, the third one is the for some some children who has got not enough、um, education or maybe homeless something like that. So、um, I just make a song.、Uh, just it took me like a one and a half week to write a song, and then we just went to a studio to get my, someone to to make a song for. for yeah, let me just step in.、Uh, my brother James is actually a professional songwriter. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, let oh wow, like that's actually his profession. So like he spent uh, I、awesome. think the past two decades, you know, composing music for a lot of、uh, pop acts in Hong Kong, um, and now you know working with people in in Japan as well. So just. Just, I guess that's that's the relation here. Sorry, sorry、mm. to cut you off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.、Um, yeah, I think、uh, yeah, right, right.、Uh, way is right, right. I mean,、um, probably the only thing or the best thing that I can do is w- making music. So hopefully,、uh, if I make a song、um, for the children, and then some people can enjoy me. Doesn't have to be, you know,、uh, giving out money or whatever. They can, you know, do some kind of a music contribution. They can do a rap, a remix, or you know, they can play their own、uh, version. They can, they can do like a like a jazz or, or or 
or rock and roll version, whatever, to cover the song, and then we we can bring the awareness to the whole world that you know a lot of people like Japan, but they just like Japan because maybe for the anime, for the food,、uh, for the place, for the traveling, you know, whatever. But actually,、uh, since I've been living here for a few years, and then I've noticed that there are actually some part of Japan that need some some people's concern. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's amazing. Is the song? Did you say the song's available currently, or is it still something you're working on? I'm still working on right now. So、uh, yeah, so we're working on right now, and then we're contacting some kind of、uh, hospital as well. So that、yeah. we we we're looking forward to you know link up with some、um, some doctors, so that、uh, hopefully we can.、Um, You know, pre- present this charity properly because、mm-hmm. it's a charity. So we have to be, uh, uh, you know,、uh, kind of you know, careful about the, the the information, everything like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, but that sounds absolutely brilliant. Certainly,、uh, something r- very out of the box because obviously, you know, people I discussed with Lisa Williams when we opened the broadcast about the variety of things people can do to fundraise for charities and stuff. And she was talking about things out of the box and that's very out of the box, but certainly something,、uh, you know, obviously in your skill set that,、um, you know, that、um, is, is very unique to you and only you could do for them. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, that's why I, when white told me that,、uh, your charity thing, Uh, just a few days ago, and then I was kind of, you know, like writing my song there,、mm. and then I was thinking about the same, like,、uh, you know,、uh, since my my kid got the help from the, you know, the the, the Japan hospital, and then you are on the other side, on on the other side of the world, you're doing kind of doing the same thing,、mm. and then I just go like, wow, what a coincidence, and everything just come together all at the same time. Oh, I know, definitely. Thanks for coming on and, and sharing sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. Thanks. Where's the, where will the song be available for us?、Um, will it be a bit, you know for people to remix and stuff? Have you decided on that yet, or will that be after you've finished it? I've just finished making the demo right now, and then、um, hopefully、uh, in one week or two, and then we will got more proper information、uh, coming out regarding about you know how how we going to、uh, release this, and then when we're going to release the song. I、uh, I'm looking for like、uh, maybe in one or two months,、mm-hmm. maybe to you know officially do a release about、um, this event. So you know, by by that time, I will release some kind of tracks, maybe vocal tracks.、Uh, hopefully, we can invite a lot of people to do the singing part, or maybe the musical instrument part for the recording. And then after that, I will you know put out the the multi tracks of the song, so that you know people can download it from a website, and then they、mm-hmm. can just you know maybe do a DJ remix or or you know just sing a new version、yeah. in their own language, whatever. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, we we never made it to karaoke in Tokyo, Martin, but、um, I'm certainly you know I'd be curious to hear your take on a <laughs> on a remix. <laughs> Uh, you, do not, you, you you do not want me to、uh, be singing on anything. <laughs> waiting. I remember I did、um, the last time I did karaoke. I did 
build me up buttercup and my friend uploaded the video <laughs> saying build me up effed up <laughs> so i think <laughs> i think that tells you uh tells you all about my uh my singing oh. ability you know it's all subjective that when yeah. we're going to next week martin it's karaoke at the end of the night you know me and you yeah, I'll do some Linkin Park, maybe. Or, you know? yeah, <laughs> you got to stream that on Mixler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the real charity stream. <laughs> me, me and Ben are singing Living Colour. Yep. <laughs> I'm Ooh. up for it. Yeah, oh, um, well, I'm sure um, Wei uh, will keep us up to date with um, everything that's going on with, J um, with, with James. That would be amazing. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I will. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. How, how are you guys holding up? I mean, how many hours has it been so far? It's not even halfway yet. We're just coming up to halfway. Eight minutes away from halfway. Yeah. Uh, what there. are you going to be like, like <laughs> at at the eighth hour? Never mind the the twelfth, like or even the eleventh. Like, what are you? You know, like, are you guys dozing throughout some of these interviews? Come on, be honest. Well, uh, we had Will no. Cooling on for an hour, which if you know Will <laughs> Cooling, way we just I think Martin <laughs> asked him one question, and then me and Martin put our feet up. So we had a we had an hour <laughs> off at that point. I, I would say pretty much. Um, but yeah, I've been I'm fully caffeined up. We're not starting on the uh, the alcohol until later on, are we, Martin? But I don't, I'm feeling yeah. pretty fresh at this uh, near halfway stage. Uh, it's not so, too bad right now. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. My uh, my amazing wife presented me with a uh, steak salad and uh, new potato dinner that I've been picking out for the past half an hour because I don't want people to hear me uh, chomping on the uh, on the stream. She she was going out, so she was like, "I've made you some dinner because she's amazing." <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've got that other side of me. I'm ready to be working through. It's just boiling hot, basically. I, I know people are probably <laughs> sick of hearing just say that now, and obviously you can't have a fan on because of the sound and stuff like that. So yeah, like, but kick, wow, going strong. Believe this way, Martin's getting steak dinners cooked for him and me. The, uh, the life of a man who lives on his own. I got a McDonald's <laughs> delivered by Uber Eats before with a new spicy chicken burger that I managed to uh, <laughs> mute my mic and, uh, and eat about an hour ago. But we'll get through it in our own way. McDonald's is our significant other. Um... Uh, many, many, many times in my life, uh, that's been the case. So I, I'm drinking a McDonald's coffee right now. So, yeah, uh, well, it's, it's, it's good coffee, isn't it? Boy? You know, you're a man who likes his coffee. It's not too bad. The McDonald's. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Most importantly, it's only one dollar, and you can get it at the drive-through, which is incredibly convenient. So that's why I like it. Mm. Before we let you go, um, James, are you still on the call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Have you got any funny, embarrassing stories you can tell us about Way from when he was a child? <laughs> yes. What? That's not. Well, that's a not child. a part of this. <laughs> really? You really want to hear? Yes, go for it. The more embarrassing, <laughs> the better. Well, not nothing much, but uh, you know, it's just like I just told Way a few days ago, like uh, when Way was a teenager, and then. Uh, he kind of, you know, like uh, he just stay home all the time watching TV shows, watching TV, especially the wrestling program. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's not doing anything, uh, not going out. Uh, he, he's not interested in getting a driver's license. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, even though he, he was like, uh, I think already 18 or something like 18, 17 years old. But, you know, uh, so everybody's kind of worried about him. Like, uh, is this, this guy's watching kid? way too much wrestling. It'll never amount to a thing. <laughs> I'm glad he said wrestling when he said you were sat at home as a teenager watching something. But anyway, carry on. Uh, 
Uh, well, we don't know what else he watched it, but uh, obviously, you know, uh, uh, we, we, we know that he, he was like spending you know, excessive time uh, watching the wrestling show. So, yeah, we kind of worry about that, like uh, since he is the youngest kid in the whole family. But, you know, like luckily a few years later and uh, he seems, you know, he's making more show show network with his friends. And then he finally, you know, he's getting, you know, really professional in the wrestling field. So, oh, he's actually OK. So, you know. <laughs> I don't it all know turned all right out in the end, yeah. Or not, but, uh, See, I don't know man, if that's, that's embarrassing. Good. That's more sad than, than <laughs> an embarrassing story. But... Well, I, well, to me, it's like a happy ending story, you know, like, yeah. No, that is that is a very happy ending. It all it all came good for way in the end. Well, ga- well yes, gentlemen. W- w- watch a lot of wrestling. Um, you'll be fine. Yep. Get a, <laughs> get, a, get a big house in Toronto. There we go. I don't know uh, if you own a big uh, house. Uh, I'm our, you mom do. Is, um, our mom is kind of, you know, mad about all this wrestling violence type of thing <laughs> from the TV show for her son, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> My dad loves it, yeah. though. <laughs> Does he really? Well, he... <laughs> I don't know if he loves it. He just... He would always, like, you know, be in the room if I was watching it, and he'd, like... Ah, uh, one of those people, right? <laughs> he would think it. He'd think it was real. Like <laughs> he'd be really. He wouldn't be affected by some of the violence, and the violence would be like clothesline. You know, he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> my um, I've got a similar story. My uh, Lisa's mum, when she came around, when I was watching some wrestling, and she was like, "Oh, I don't like wrestling." My grandma used to force me to go and watch World of Sport and stuff, and then about ten minutes later, she was going. Can he do that to him and all this other stuff? And I was like, oh, I didn't think you were a wrestling fan, but clearly yeah, they all love I, it I've secretly. A, I've had that same memory <laughs> with my granddad, who was like a big World of Sport fan. So I made mm. him sit there and watch uh, Stephen Regal versus Psychosis on a random Nitro because I thought he might be into it. And like after telling me all my life how all this race wrestling stuff was fake, he got so into it and he was getting really annoyed that Psychosis had horns on his mask and he thought that was really unfair and he was shouting at the TV and I was like, wow, unfair. still real to him. Wow. <laughs> Kayfabe is well and alive in the um, uh, 50 plus demo. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, James, thank you for... Uh... Sharing your, your great story with us and uh, obviously way for uh, engineering that. And obviously we'll be looking out for the song and uh, hopefully we'll be doing some remixes of it. I'll have to get a uh, practice in, Benno. I'll sure, Martin, we're, 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 yeah, you, you, yeah, you guys welcome. And then, uh, yeah, probably I will send you guys uh, some information later regarding about when, when, when I have more information about the, the campaign um, going on later. Definitely. Look forward to it. Thank you for sharing your story, James.